It's time, time to get inspired and empowered, to realize it's never too late, to create your next amazing story. Get ready to break through, transform, and start living the life of your dreams. So, are you ready? Truly ready to begin your journey to create your next amazing story in life and love? Great, let's jump in with your host, life and love transformational coach, Suzanne Oshima. Welcome everybody to the It's Never Too Late show. I'm Suzanne Oshima and I help single women transform midlife into your best life and find love again in your next chapter. I'm so excited because today we have a very special guest, Rosemary Mupambwa, and she's a relationship coach. And today we're talking about from pain and grief to finding love again. So welcome, Rosemary. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for having me. I know. So I would love to know, really um, briefly, what made you become a relationship coach? After my husband passed away suddenly, I was having issues getting back into the dating scene again. Mm-hmm. So that's when I do. I did a lot of research to find how I can get back into the dating scene again. Right. So... Um, you know, you had shared with me, um, you have a really interesting story because he passed away, I think you said 20 years ago, is that correct? Correct, yes. So can you share with the ladies what happened? Because you found yourself a widow unexpectedly at what age? I was in my late 30s, mid 30s to late 30s. So can you share with us what happened? Yeah, my husband was um, a victim of circumstances and he lost his life suddenly. There was a lot of miscommunication with, you know, some of his um, co-workers and stuff. And yeah, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and he lost his life. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you had, I be, did you share with me you had three children at the time? Correct. I had three children. My youngest was only five. My eldest was 12 and my son was nine. Mm. And so how did you go through the healing process? It was a journey. And I say healing is a choice. This is my motto now. Um, I had to learn to forgive, first of all, for what happened to my husband and the people that caused it. And then I also had to learn to forgive myself, too, because I was very angry for what happened. I went through a lot of betrayal from people that were supposed to be close to me to support me. So I had to learn how to forgive, and that really helped me to let go of a lot of anger and um a lot of pain that I had. And then I decided to write my book. So my book became my healing manual. I had to learn to release all the pain into a book. But there were also other um, healing therapies that I did. I started to do yoga, which, you know, as a black person, we never do yoga, right? But I had to learn how to do it. And I also had to learn to do lots of meditation. And the other thing also that got me through was my faith in God. You know, I 
I turn to God for everything, for everything. And that really, really helped me. So now when you say, because this is interesting, um, you know, I, I can understand why you said you needed to forgive the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but help me understand why you felt the need to forgive yourself. Why did you blame yourself for any of this that happened? Um, I had to forgive myself because I was holding a lot of rage in me. And I was becoming so irritable. I was lashing out on my children. I was lashing out on everybody that came close to me. So uh, what was happening now was I was starting uh, starting to lose people very close to me. My friends were turning to um, starting to turn their backs on me. I was really getting it difficult to maintain even relationships, finding love, for example, because um, all the rage would just start to emerge. If somebody just stepped on my toe from one little thing, then, you know, that was a trigger for me. And if I felt insecure in any way or threatened in any way, then I would put all these walls up just to protect me. Because for, for almost 15 years, I had to learn to survive in the survival mode. And that's how I, I, um, I carried on in life. But I found out that, you know, it, it was exhausting. It was exhausting. It was taking a lot of my joy away. I wasn't a, a happy woman anymore, you know. Yeah. And yet before I was this bubbly person that used to smile. And yeah, all that joy had just gone. So I, I, I then rediscovered that, you know what? Um, actually, it was my kids that really made me come to this realization that, Mom, you are changing. You are no longer the same person anymore. You know, you really need to sit down and think where this is going to take you. Because for once, I thought those people that had betrayed me would come and, and apologize. But my surprise, I was never given the platform for them to come and apologize. And I thought, you know what, all this rage and all this pain and this unforgiveness is going to kill me. Because I was starting to have a lot of health problems, like high blood pressure. I would have headaches, like I would start sweating my whole body because of the headaches that I was having. And I thought, you know what, this is going to kill me. Right, <laughs> and right. I would leave my kids, yeah. So at what point after your husband died and you went through the rage and the anger, and you started to have that self-awareness of what you were becoming and you started to shift and change. Was it a year? Was it two years after he passed away? It was almost 12 years. Wow. Yeah, because what happened was uh, three years after he passed away, that's when I left my country, Zimbabwe, soon after my dad passed away. So the other thing also was, I was experiencing a lot of unresolved grief. I didn't have time to grieve and mourn my husband because I was starting to protect myself from these people, right? And then my dad passed away three years later. So it was like my rock, my other rock had gone. 
So that's when I had to leave the country. So when I came over here, I was separated from my kids for six years. So that was another thing as well. So I turned into this superwoman because I needed to survive and work and provide for my children because suddenly I was a single parent. And with three children, what do you do? And when I came to North America, coming from Africa, my credentials were not validated. I was supposed to go back to college for two years, two full years before they could validate my credentials as a college lecturer. And that was too much for me. I had three mouths to feed and going back to college full time, that was not going to give me enough time to work and earn the money I needed to support my children. So I learned that, you know, I really had to do something about this. So let, let me ask you a question. So, you know, I know what you said, it took you about 12 years yes. to really start the transformation process. Like, I know hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? Because now yeah. it's been 20 years and you can look back and say, oh, thank goodness that you were able to go through that. But now yeah. that you've been through it and you're on the other side, what do mm -hmm. you think would be the normal amount of time after someone's husband unexpectedly passes away and a woman finds herself a widow that she needs to go through the grieving process and heal so that she can move on and find love again? Is it two years, three years? You can't really put a timeline on healing because it also depends on the circumstances surrounding your widowhood. Mm -hmm. For myself, um, it was how my husband passed away and the fact that I had to leave my country. So I was living out of my comfort zone. So instead of healing, I went into survival mode. Yes. Instead yes. of healing again, I went into a superwoman because I had to provide for my children. So it depends on the circumstances, you know, that surround your widowhood. It's very hard to put a timeline. Although, you know, when you have to get to 20 years without healing, then there's something that's going on that's deeper than that. Yeah. So most of the times it usually depends um, on the circumstances, as I said, and also um, yourself emotionally. How strong are you emo emotionally? And also the support system. For me, I didn't have a support system. I was over here in a foreign country, foreign culture, foreign food, foreign language. People here in the North, in the North American, they drive on the wrong side. It's all those things that I had to learn, you know. Yeah, so that can also be, you know, uh, major effects as well. Right. So now, at what point did you feel like you were ready to get back out there and date? Soon after um, my children came, because after the six years, um, that's when I started dating again. But the problem was I hadn't healed, you know, totally. So all the relationships that I went through were all a disaster because most of them, you know, I was falling for the wrong guys and I was going back into dating for wrong reasons, I was lonely. That was the thing. So I was 
dating out of desperation, instead of dating to find a good partner. I had a big void that I needed to be filled in, so I didn't give myself time to analyze, you know, the guys that I was going going out with and all those relationships that didn't work. So what started to turn things around so that things did start to work in finding love again for you? Mostly um, the team that I was working with at church, they also really helped me to start the forgiveness process. And then when I also found the realization that, you know what, I need to be a coach to start helping other widows not to go through what I'm going through now. So when I did the self-development, you know, it took me almost two years. And then I wrote my book. That's when I thought, okay, now I am ready. I know the do's and don'ts into dating. I know that, you know, when you do this, you haven't healed. I know that, you know, when you are dating material, what does it mean? You know, when you are looking for a partner, what do you look for in a partner? What kind of relationship? What man was I looking for? Was I just looking for his wallet or I was looking for something more? <laughs> right. So what would be your best advice that you would give to a woman whose husband unexpectedly passed away? She finds herself a widow and it's been three years since he passed away and she's like she's done the healing process and she feels like she's ready to get back out there and date what would you say to her the first thing that i would say to her is um, ask yourself can you marry yourself like for example you suzanne can you marry yourself if the answer is yes then you are ready to get back into the dating scene but if you say no then it means there's some issues with you that you know that you cannot stand yourself, right? So if that's the if that's the problem, then you need to get back onto the healing journey again, because if you cannot marry yourself, then you know there's something wrong. So if you can't marry yourself, how can you expect somebody else to marry you? <laughs> true, very true. What else would you say to her? Yeah. The other thing also is um, I would ask them to take time to love themselves again and not to look for love out of desperation, which is what most widows do and even those that are divorced. Um, they go out to look for love simply to fill a void, either to, um, uh, for example, family members will be putting you under pressure under a spotlight, or even friends. They say, okay, your husband has been gone for two years. How come you're not dating again? And because of that, you think, you know what? Just to shut these people up, let me just get into a relationship. And you get into a relationship through peer pressure. Right. Or you just want to be called a missus again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of the people... Um, they cannot be on their own. They are so used to um, to being dependent on other people. So you have to look at whether you are happy being a single woman or you are just so called dependent on having a partner. And also check why 
is it that you are so desperate to get back into the dating scene? Because when you look for love uh, through desperation or for fear of being lonely, this is why we fall or you attract the wrong person. Because you just want to fill the void. You know, it's like you are a deer in the red light. And you think, oh my goodness. And then you are right there. And you're like, okay, so now what do I do? <laughs> yes, that's very true. I love all the advice that you gave the women. Because it's so true is you can't fill the void. Um, and if you look to just fill the void, you're going to end up with the wrong man. And you're probably yes. going to be more unhappy than when you started. So... Yes. This has been amazing. So, Rosemary, I know you wrote a book. Can you show the ladies the book that you wrote to help them heal if they'd like to find it? Thank you, Suzanne. This is my book. And as you can see, it is tags. I read it a lot. So it's like my healing manual. <laughs> so it's Exhume or Heal. Awesome. And yeah. where can they find your book? On Amazon on amazon.com and also Barnes and Nobles in the Great. US. Yes. And if people want to find you personally, where can they find you? They can find me on my website. Which is? Rosieslifecoaching.com Awesome. All righty. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the It's Never Too Late show. My show is available both in video and podcast format, which can be found at yournextamazingstory.com. If you would like to get my free video series, The Secrets About Men After 40 and Beyond, you can click right here on the video or you can go to yournextamazingstory.com. Episode of the It's Never Too Late show? Then head on over to yournextamazingstory.com to continue the conversation and access to show notes and get more amazing content.